Those Deadly Little Mirrors. Chicago Tribune, September the 8th, 1912. Helen trips gaily down Michigan Avenue. The hour is slightly afternoon, the day beautiful. All fashionable Chicago is out airing. Helen is daintily clad in a white creation with little white shoes, a huge white Paris hat with sweeping plume. Beyond, at the club, she has an appointment. At Jackson, she pauses, flurried by the realization that Jack is waiting. She pauses, dives into the white handbag, pulls forth a pocket mirror and powder rag, and begins to powder her little pink nose. Traffic stops. A chauffeur grinds his brakes, and the wheels skid dangerously into the gutter. Helen remains still. A teamster swears. The traffic policeman walks calmly over and touches Helen on the arm. Please move out of the street, miss, says the officer. Helen gazes about her in astonishment. Ten wagons are lined up waiting for her to move. She blushes prettily, gives a little ooh, and hurries on to meet Jack. Unusual? No. Every day this happens, not once, but a thousand times. Mirrors, mirrors are the most dangerous thing in traffic-ridden Chicago, according to the police department and Big Bill Hogan Teamster, who was questioned on the subject. Many minor accidents such as sprained ankles and wrists, skinned shins and painful bruises are the direct result of the deadly mirror habit. It is the easiest thing in the world for a woman who is intent upon putting the finishing touches of powder on her nose, her eyes glued to the little hand mirror, to stumble upon an uneven sidewalk and fall, turning her ankle or wrist as she unsuccessfully strives to regain her balance. So insidious is the mirror mania that many women take out the little hand glass and take a peep and are scarcely conscious of the action. Such a strong hold has the habit taken on some of its victims that they try to make use of their mirrors when they are crossing a street, where a car is likely to run them down at any moment. Women constantly walk into danger. Accidents which are due to women's passion for looking in mirrors in stores are slight compared with the ones which result from the use of the fascinating little hand mirror. Women are much more apt to be careless about crossing the street than men, says R.S. Rowley, chief claim agent for the Chicago City Railway Company. Many of the claims which are brought to my notice are those of young women. They are more apt to disregard the orders of crossing policemen. They run in front of cars, then become frightened and try to rush back. If they feel a bit of soot settle on their nose, they are apt to take out their little mirror while standing in the middle of the car track and rub it off. Meanwhile, the streetcars and wagons have to wait their good pleasure. Officer Tyndall, who is stationed in front of the Board of Trade, said, You can't blame women for wanting to use their cute little mirrors. There is so much soot floating about and settling on their pretty, fresh faces 
that they have to carry a mirror about with them so that they can rub it off successfully. Only they should be more careful about choosing the time and place for their beautifying. Often, they will walk along the sidewalk, step unexpectedly into the street right in front of an automobile. Sometimes the automobile gets them, sometimes it doesn't. But whether it does or not, the incident gives me a good scare, and I have to keep constantly on the lookout for the woman with the mirror habit. Officer James Dowling, who has served on the traffic squad for several years, admits that the mirror habit is steadily gaining a hold on the fair sex, and that it causes him many anxious moments during his day's work. When a woman is absorbed in her mirror, says Officer Dowling, I cannot hope to attract her attention and warn her of oncoming horses and cars until she has assured herself that her hair is still in curl and her nose is well powdered. I have to hold up the traffic. Otherwise, she would meet with a serious accident. Mirror Habit's Vogue is growing. The strange phase of the mirror mania is that it has not gained a hold on the women of the stage who, it would naturally be supposed, would be among the first to acquire it. But for some reason, actresses are not inclined to favor the tiny hand glass and powder puff of the society women. I seldom carry a mirror in my handbag, says Miss Helen Holmes, leading woman with the putting it over company. It is not because I have any particular prejudice against them, but because I am generally too busy to think of using one. Some people say that it is a crime to have a shiny nose, and if it is, I am afraid that I am often guilty. However, if I continue to stay in Chicago much longer, I am afraid that the mirror mania would get me too. The soot here is dreadful, and sometimes I have returned to my room after a shopping tour with my face looking like a piece of polka-dotted muslin, a unique effect, but not fascinating. I am afraid that I have a severe case of mirror mania, laughed Veda Stale, when asked what she thought of the craze which has raised such a storm of criticism. I simply detest a shiny nose or soot spots on my face, and I am afraid that while on Chicago streets, I drag out my little mirror on an average of once a block. Really necessary, she says. It is really necessary for a woman to give her face a rub with powder quite frequently during the hot summer months, when old soul is doing his best to make us look shiny and uncomfortable. If... Pretty Miss Steele is an example of what a little mirror and powder puff can do for a woman. I think the men should be a little less hard in their condemnation. Little Miss Ellen Boyle, a petite beauty from the Modern Eve Company Chorus, says, Why, I do not believe in using powder on the street. You know we chorus girls are awfully criticized if we use powder off the stage. We get enough makeup in the theater anyway and are glad of the chance to leave off the powder when we do not have to play. Lee Johnston, another girl from the Modern Eve Company, would never be taken for a stage favorite. She says she is the boy of the family and goes in for tennis, golf, and swimming. Consequently, she is as brown as a berry. 
People would think a painted Indian has taken a sudden tumble into a flour barrel if I powdered my face, says Miss Johnston. I never use powder except in the theater for two reasons. I don't like it, and it is too much trouble. Miss Blanche Coleman and Miss Dorothy Keats, two more Chicago chorus girls, admit that they use powder and carry a vanity mirror once in a while. They refuse, however, to admit that they are victims of the mirror mania. <laughs>